0: whoever you are hello and welcome to the take the cake podcast so i'm really excited to be recording i'm actually going to texas with my husband and a couple of our friends they have well their parents have a lake house over in texas so we are going to texas for the first time rio and i my husband and i so I'm recording this a couple days before we leave, and it's really exciting. You know when you have that feeling where like a trip is coming up, and you have a shorter work week, and it's just exciting to think about doing something different, so that's the headspace I'm in right now, and I'm really excited. I'm also really thrilled to be recording today's episode because I'm going to be beginning my little series on exercise and movement because I get so 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 many questions about exercise movement when can I exercise how do I know if if I'm exercising in a healthy way can I ever exercise again uh, for those of you who have had a history with exercise um, and or food and body that's challenging exercise, is difficult to navigate, and I, I've I've been there. I I know how difficult it is, and even as a coach, I still am aware and feel like there's so many nuances to the exercise world in terms of like post recovery and recovery um, from eating disorders and disordered eating and all that jazz. So I'm really excited to break down some of these walls and some stigmas. Um, I just want to preface by saying. You know, It's really important to get clearance from your physician and from your medical team if you are in a place where you're in recovery or uh, just haven't had the best relationship with food and body. And at the end of the day, if something doesn't feel right and, and or you're just simply being told by medical professionals that it's not a good idea for you to exercise, then definitely Listen to that uh, advice. Um, This is more so for uh, the people out there who do have clearance to uh, exercise and are just wondering what a truly healthy relationship with exercise and movement looks like. So, um, like I said, I'm going to be starting a series. I'm not really sure how many episodes is going to be in this series, but I have at least two planned in my mind. Um, And today's is going to be signs of healthy relationship with exercise. I actually just posted an Instagram reel with all of these points in it, but I thought it would be good to kind of break those down and talk more about each point. Um, These are all signs that, this is not an exhausted list. There are lots of other signs. Um, Like I said, exercise is is nuance in terms of like, if it's appropriate for you or if you have a healthy relationship with it or not, because I don't personally know all of you, maybe some of you I do, but because I don't personally know all of you, it's not like I can give an overarching, you know, this, is yes, you can exercise or no, you can't, or no, you, you know, got to have a healthier uh, weight before you can exercise. Like I don't actually have all those answers. And on top of that I'm actually, you know, I'm not a a physical uh, therapist. I'm not a personal trainer. I have no certifications in the exercise realm. This is just simply coming from my uh, coaching background and my own recovery experience, because I personally did have a compulsive exercise as a behavior and just as a really confusing thing to navigate. As I was recovering, I just felt like I had no idea if I should completely stop exercise, if I can still exercise, if I'll ever be able to exercise in a healthy way, because I had so much conditioning on exercise. And I remember, you know, my exercise was changed throughout the course of, over the years, but you know, especially when I was in recovery, um, I really didn't know what to do because I, I did have a healthy weight at one point and I was, you know, exercising and I'm like, well, I don't want to become unhealthy. I don't want to slip back into old habits. You know how you know how it be out there. If you're listening and you're resonating with this, you know how it is. It's confusing. Okay. So this episode is going to be signs of healthy relationship with exercise. And then the next episode in this series is going to be ways to work with exercise and switching it up so that it is healthier for you if you don't have, at this point, a healthy relationship with it. So let's just get going. The first point is that you don't eat based off how much or how little you exercise or moved. So anytime you are using exercise as a compensatory behavior, either to pre-planned compensatory behavior or post uh, compensatory behavior, meaning either you exercise with anticipation that you're going to, you know, have a big meal tomorrow that's scary so you exercise before that meal in order to like quote burn calories so that's a pre-planned compensatory and then post post compensatory like not planned would be you know you have the scary dinner or you have the fun food and then the next day or later that day you exercise to quote burn it off so both of those things are um relative to this point um and even if you don't necessarily full on like engage in compensatory behaviors that are like more compulsive you can still kind of dabble in this point meaning well you know i didn't exercise today so i i don't really deserve to have this extra piece of whatever or i don't really i don't really want to go for it with my snack or i want to skip snack my snack because i don't really think i need it or deserve it based on how much you exercise so in a ideal world, we eat, you know, when we're hungry and we eat when we want to eat and we have a, um, a more intuitive way of eating. And that's not, you know, of course, when we exercise, compared to when we don't exercise, we will probably be more hungry and we'll probably, we are burning more energy, so we'll need more energy. Um, but that's not necessarily, I think, a really safe way Mindset to operate in when you're in recovery. The reality is, I think a lot of people get tripped up on this idea that, like, what I eat in a day or like 24 hour periods of like, I exercise today, therefore I can eat more today. When in reality, your body remembers what you ate last week, your body remembers what you ate last year, your body remembers how you've been feeding it over the course of years. So, really, like, it doesn't really make sense for you to be basing your intake of food based off of whether or not you exercised. And it just can become a really slippery slope. So I would say you, if you don't be- eat based off of how much or little you exercised, that's great. Um, okay, the next point is you feel proud and accomplished regardless of hitting personal records or not. So if you go exercise and You just feel like really tired that day and you're not doing, let's say your best, your maximum weight, if you're weightlifting, or you, you feel like you're just not going for the yoga pose if you're doing yoga, or you just don't really want to walk as far as you normally walk, whatever these like goals or like personal uh, best that you've uh, set for yourself. If you are really beating yourself up about not being able to do that and go, go the extra distance, so to speak. Then that's a sign that you don't have a healthy relationship with exercise. It's not always going to be appropriate for you to constantly be maximizing your workouts and you know hitting your personal records and then the next day hitting them again and then continuing to move up and up and up. Of course, over time that's a trajectory that can absolutely happen. But um, if you just feel really down on yourself and you don't feel like that workout was quote like worth it or whatever people say, whatever I used to say. I think that's a sign that you can work on your relationship with exercise because as people, we our bodies change over time. Our bodies change throughout different weeks, throughout different times of the month. Like, are you in a really stressful time of your life? Are you sleeping? Are you having healthy relationships? Like all these affect how much energy we have. Are you on your period? all these affect how much energy we have. So if you can't accept that your energy levels will change and you constantly feel this pressure to keep maximizing your goals, then to me, that's a sign that, you know, you need to reevaluate where you're at. So I want everyone out there to feel proud and accomplished regardless of what they do. So even if you go on a five minute walk, even if you stretch, even if you have a rest day, right? Like be proud of yourself. and, And I want that I want you to experience that feeling of accomplishment based off of listening to your body and tuning in and actually giving your body what she wants, he wants, they want. Um, So that's something I would say to hone in on. The next point is um, if you don't plan your life around exercise, so movement works with your life, you know, that's a sign of a healthy relationship with exercise. I think if you're still tuning in, you probably have been in a situation where you have planned your life around exercise instead of vice versa. So you didn't go to that social function because you had planned to go to the gym that day or that time, or, um, to me, like something I'm thinking of that I used to do is I only wanted to stay in like hotel rooms that had gyms when I was on vacation, like oh my gosh, you know, three-day trip or even a five-day trip, it's like I couldn't give myself that time to not be in the gym. So that's red flag to me. Um, if you would rather go to the gym because you have so much anxiety about not moving your body, or it doesn't have to be the gym, it can be any movement, but if you'd rather do that, then, you know, do something that your soul, your body, your mind really want and need and crave, then I would say, you know, reevaluate. I want it, it shouldn't be your whole life, essentially. Exercise should not be your whole life. And uh, it's just important to be able to listen to your body and listen to life around you. And let's say, you know, you have a friend who's like, hey, I'm spontaneously having a dinner party. If you feel like you can't go because you have to exercise, no, like that's not sustainable and that's not great. You know, you're missing out on, on this really other important part of health, which is socializing, so... That's just one aspect, um, but that's definitely a sign that you have a healthy relationship with exercise if you don't plan your life around exercise. Um, Okay, you rest when you are hurt or sick is the next one. So if you rest when you're hurt or sick, thumbs up, thumbs up, because being hurt, being injured, you know, your body needs to physically heal, and same with being sick, Uh, It's super important. I know it's hard to do nothing when you're sick or injured and just not have as much movement, but truly like the body, the body got hurt for a reason. The body got sick for a reason and, and you have to listen to that energy. You have to listen to your symptoms. You have to give your body a chance to heal so that it will bounce back faster. The reality is, let's say you're sick or injured, and you do decide to engage in the movement, let's say you're feeling 70% better and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling better enough. I'll be fine. You're probably going to re-injure yourself and or make yourself sick longer. That's that's the truth. Like I remember having like two week long colds back in my days when I didn't have a healthy relationship with exercise just because of the fact that I would s- still continue to go to the gym, like sweat. You know, I was tired. I wasn't feeling great. So really important that that's in your life. The next one is you have adequate support and don't use exercise for quote therapy. So people who say, you know, exercise is my therapy. I understand why they're saying that it's because exercise releases those endorphins. It feels good. You feel proud of yourself But the reality is, is if you're relying solely on exercise, especially if you're in recovery from disordered eating or disordered relationship with exercise, if you're using that as your therapy, it's very contradictory to your healing journey. And there's no way that that's not going to be a muddy situation. So making sure you have adequate support, whether that's with your family, a coach, a therapist, dietitian, your doctor, someone to talk to, like your treatment team, whatever it might be, you know, making sure you actually are getting the support you need and not relying on exercise, um, because it's just muddy. So that's a sign is if you have adequate support and don't use exercise for therapy, let's stop saying that, right? You know, Therapy is not exercise. It's therapeutic and it's healing and it's healthy, but that definitely takes time to establish. Okay, the next point is you don't become angry or anxious when exercise can't happen. So, this is kind of an overarching point actually when I'm looking at it now, but you know. If you feel like really frustrated or angry or anxious and you just feel really upset when exercise for whatever reason doesn't end up happening or can't happen, then that's a sign to me that you have are relying too much on exercise and you have a compulsive nature with it that isn't great. Again, like I said, this is an overarching one a little bit. Like that to me is a sign that you need that therapy, you need that support. Um, because there's a root real issue underneath. It's not being solved through exercise. Um, of course it's fine. You know, if you had planned on exercising that day and you were really looking forward to it and you have a healthy relationship with it and something happens, like, I think it's okay to be annoyed or be like, dang, I really wanted to go work out today. Now I can't. But if you're like ruminating on it and really just really feel like you haven't, you're having a hard time getting over it, I think that's where i would say reevaluate and and you know what's actually going on underneath okay we're getting through the list next is you have a healthy relationship with exercise when you stop when you want to so yeah i mean when you want to stop when your body gives you any indicators of stopping stop that's a sign from your body that you need that break i know there are people i mean i was in a pilates class today and the instructor said lots of stuff like you know your brain gives up way quicker than your body and you know don't give up and of course yes there's this narrative of when you want to stop sometimes it feels good to push through and show yourself that you can do it That's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when you want to stop and you feel drained and you feel like you don't want to keep going and you still keep going. Kind of like you never stop, right? I want you to understand and to think that it is okay to stop sometimes, but if you're constantly like, if you're, let's say your instructor, like the one I had this morning is really honing in on like, don't give up, don't give up. I didn't give up some of the times, But some of the times I did, right? Some of the times I went into the modified position or took a break, took a child's pose. So it's really like listening to yourself and finding internally what you really need in that moment. And so I feel like it's just finding that balance of when to push through and when to stop slash take breaks, like taking breaks is so crucial. So if you have a really hard time taking breaks and like, if you're like someone who loves to go to classes Um, And you just push through the whole class. You never give yourself a break. You always maximize everything. I mean, I feel like why? You know, why do you feel the need to do that when in reality, we all need breaks sometimes and we all can stop sometimes? I feel like it's so important to mention this. It is okay to stop your workout a quarter of the way through or halfway through or 20 minutes early and stop you don't have to finish it you don't have to finish it in fact if you're in a class like I know this is hard to believe but like you can leave the class you can come back and and you have autonomy over this like you are paying for this gym membership you're paying for these classes you're paying for whatever um and even if if you're just like doing YouTube videos to exercise you're, that's your time. Like, you are valuable. Like, so listen and tune in and stop when you want to. I got a little fired up there. Okay. Okay, so the next healthy sign of exercise, healthy, whoa, well, <laughs> the next um, sign of a healthy relationship with exercise is, ooh, this one's good. You would still engage in the movement even if you knew it didn't change your body. Ooh, mic drop, right? Like, if you ask yourself, would I do this if I knew it didn't change my body? Would you still do it? That's a really interesting question. And look, I am not living under a rock. I'm not Patrick Star. I'm aware that exercising builds muscle, changes the shape of your body. This might be controversial. I'm not against shape-shifting your body i'm not against growing muscle i'm not against you know having uh, strong looking legs and a strong whatever it is whatever you know aesthetic goal you have okay sure the thing is is you gotta love yourself into that change and if you have a history of disordered eating or of compulsive exercise you have simply put most likely hated yourself into that change, which is a whole other story. So yes, if you would still engage in the movement, even if you knew it changed, it didn't change your body, great. If you're doing it because it feels good, because like, that's what I'm trying to say here is like, I want the overarching goal for most people, I'm confident in this, to be to exercise to um, feel your best and to have sustainable health and to have strong joints and like all these things that aren't aesthetic, I want them to really be in the forefront of your mind because it feels good to exercise um, when it does sometimes. So I want that to really be so important compared to the changes of the body. Like I want the changing of the body to kind of come as if they decide to come, who knows, who knows if they decide to come about, um, and that's something that you care about. I want it to be like a secondary, like uh, a cascade effect. Like this is happening because you're loving yourself and you're listening to your body and you're taking those rest days and you're tuning in and you're doing something that you truly love not something that instagram told you to do not a plan that your friend who's super strong and fit does that you want to look just like her like how does it make you feel so it's really about building that inner dialogue and that inner strength with yourself to decide what you want to spend your time doing so that's that that's my opinion on that (laughs) Uh, okay we have two more the next one is you don't base your self-worth on movement. So that's a good sign. If you don't base your self-worth on movement, thumbs up. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Like, you know, you don't, your self-worth has nothing to do with your movement. And I'm sure that's really difficult for people like athletes to hear and stuff. But like, if you're just feel totally worthless, if you don't go get your movement in, then I would say doing some, soul searching finding some greater life purpose is what your life is really calling to you because in reality I don't think that being you know just solely like I guess what I'm trying to say is if that's your life purpose there's more to you that you're not exploring there's more potential there there's more life to be unlocked there's more purpose to be unlocked and the Pride and accomplishment you feel from exercise, if you're in the realm of like my exercise is my world, it's my self-worth, that pride and accomplishment that you feel is minute compared to the pride and accomplishment I want you to feel outside of that. For just like being yourself and living your life and living your purpose and doing things that actually matter to you and finding out what you really value in the world and doing things that that bring out that side of you. And if that includes movement, then that's great. But if it's 100% of your life, then and self-worth, then that's where I would say, let's think about it. Okay. The last one is uh, the last sign of healthy relationship with exercise is you don't have a never-ending goal. This is kind of similar to the PR uh, point I mentioned, but you know, if you just constantly are giving yourself higher and higher goals, it's okay to always have a goal in mind. But if it's like you just are always on to the next thing and there's never an opportunity for you to feel a sense of pride and accomplishment, like let's say you're a weightlifter and you go to the gym and every single time you try and do like one more rep or you increase your weight even more and you don't even think twice about the fact that Last week, you would have been really proud of yourself if you would have done this. You know what I mean? So just meeting yourself where you're at. I think what I really mean by this point is just staying present with yourself and seeing how far you've come. And let's say, you know, your goal is to get stronger. Okay. That's great. Like, if you can just take a step back and see like, oh my gosh, I have gotten stronger. That's so important, I think, for you. And just to celebrate yourself and to really feel like a sense of accomplishment, not just constantly going towards this never-ending goal. I would much rather you have a goal, like when it comes to goal setting, like I'm not a personal trainer, so I don't really know how to create like goals I mean, I can imagine how to create goals within movement. um, But like, let's say you like to run. Okay, Um, maybe your goal is to run like 30 seconds faster in a mile. And maybe that's like a goal for the month. Like you want to do that by the end of the month. To me, that's so much different than this goal of I want to be the fastest runner ever, or like I am going to constantly be better than I was yesterday. I I, I guess that's what I really mean by this never-ending goal. Like having huge, huge, huge goals that you're constantly working towards. To me, doesn't really feel super healthy. Um. So that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking here. Those are all of my my personal points that I thought of. I know there's tons more. So. Please check out Take the Cake Pod Instagram. I'll have a post with all of these signs, and if you have any to add that you feel personally resonate with you, you can comment and leave them on the post, and we can encourage each other and see what else what other people are doing and thinking. Um, so, yay! This is signs of healthy relationship with exercise. Um, you know, if you are in the boat where you're like, shoot, I don't have a healthy relationship with exercise uh, that's, that's okay. It's never too late to start incorporating some more mindfulness within your exercise and movement. Uh, I will be posting in the very near future, either next week or the following week, some things you can try and do to change up your relationship with exercise. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and that is going to be today's episode. I hope that y'all really enjoyed and Please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review if you liked this episode. And I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.